All glories to Sri Sri Guru and Goranga. I am Guru Venama, Om Parama Guru Venama, Klinichananda Namah, Klingoraya Namah, Sringling Radha Krishna Binamaha, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudivaya, Om Gopajana Vallabhaya Swaha, Om Ring Bhubaneshaya Namaha, Vanchakapatarubhyastra Kripasindubhyayibhacha, Patitanang Bhavanibhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namo Namaha. Trinada Pisunichena, Tadar Iva Sahishnuna, Amanina Manadena, Kirtaniya Sadahari. Haryan Nama, Haryan Nama, Haryan Nama, Ivakevalam, Kalo Nastyeva, 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 Gatiranyata. Here we are studying the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, the life and precepts of Krishna in his most merciful form as Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We are studying the Adi Lila, chapter number 7, Lord Chaitanya in Five Features, that is known as the Pancha Tattva. And the Pancha Tattva we can all recite together. Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Prabhu Nityananda, Sri Advaita Acharya, Fas Adi Gora, Bhakta Vrinda. We forgot Gadadhar, Sri Gadadhar. So we're left off on text number 77, and for the benefit of the 14 devotees online and those here who may not have been attending each of the classes in succession, I will bring you up to speed. What has happened is Lord Chaitanya is residing in the city of Kashi, Benares, Varanasi, and he is staying with two devotees, Tapan Mishra and Chandrasekhar. Uh, Sanatan Goswami has also escaped from jail and has finally arrived. And it will be at this time that Lord Chaitanya will instruct him in the science of Krishna consciousness. As for now, when Lord Chaitanya was residing in Varanasi, which was filled with Mayavadi sannyasis, headed by the leader, Prakashananda Saraswati, one Maharashtrian Brahmin invited Lord Chaitanya by saying, I have invited all the sannyasis of Benares to my house. I would like you also to join. Lord Chaitanya took this opportunity and he entered the house and as customary, sannyasis walk barefoot. So there's a provision in everyone's house that before entering the house, you wash your feet. As soon as Lord Chaitanya washed his feet, he sat down in the very same spot where he had washed his feet and then sat down and began to emit a Brahman effulgence brighter than hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of suns. And it was astounding to all the members of the house that here is someone who has actually achieved self-realization. Here is somebody who is actually self-effulgent. Prakashananda Saraswati, the leader, extended his hand and said to Lord Chaitanya, Your Holiness, 
Why are you sitting in this unclean place? Why don't you come and join with us? And there was a preliminary talk. Prakashan and the Saraswati wanted to know why Lord Chaitanya never associated with the other Mayavadis, even though Lord Chaitanya had taken sannyas in the Bharati Sankara Sampradaya. His uh, sannyas guru was Keshava Bharati, which was considered a lower class sannyas. But still, Prakashananda wanted to know why Lord Chaitanya, rather than associate with other Mayavadi sannyasis, why was he associating with low-class people and doing sankirtan, chanting and dancing? Lord Chaitanya then began to explain not his sannyas initiation, but his harinam diksha initiation which took place when he was around 16 years old. He took his Harinam, Diksha, from a Vaishnava sannyasi, Ishwara Puri. So that is what Lord Chaitanya is explaining to Prakashananda. Everything his spiritual master instructed him at the time of his Harinam initiation. So we left off on text number 77. So if you're ready to proceed, please say, Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda. Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Vrinda. All right, now we're ready to proceed. Text number 77. Lord Chaitanya is speaking to Prakashananda Saraswati. Since I received this order from my spiritual master, I always chant the holy name. But I thought that by chanting and chanting the holy name, I had been bewildered. Just previous to this, Ishwara Puri told Lord Chaitanya, don't read Vedanta Sutra. Just chant. So, now he's saying, but, okay, but I have become bewildered. Text number 78. While chanting the holy name of the Lord in pure ecstasy, I lose myself. And thus I laugh, cry, dance, and sing just like a madman. Collecting my patience, therefore, I began to consider that chanting the holy name of Krishna had covered all my spiritual knowledge. I meditate on this phrase often in the Bengali, jnana achana, covering of all my knowledge, meaning that this chanting has done something to him that supersedes anything else that he has learned about spiritual life. Sometimes when I'm preaching, especially with somebody who's not a Vaishnava, in order to stimulate the conversation, I might say to somebody, what is the highest religious concept you have in your religion? And then based on what they say, then I proceed. So here Lord Chaitanya is saying, 
the chanting of the holy name covered all of his spiritual. In other words, this was the highest thing that he had learned. Let's see Prabhupada's purport. Let us look at Srila Prabhupada and thank him for giving us this wonderful Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita purport. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu hints in this verse that to chant the holy name of Krishna, one does not need to speculate on the philosophical aspects of the science of God. I love that term, science of God. Don't let anyone ever tell you that what we are doing is some kind of sentiment. Because especially atheists and materialists, they try to minimize what we're doing. So this term that Prabhupada uses so often, science of God. So don't let these people get away with, because they think, oh, I am scientist, I am biologist, I am chemist, I am this ist, I am that ist. Yes, that's all right. We are also scientists, spiritual scientists, like that. For one automatically becomes ecstatic and without consideration immediately chants, dance, lives, laughs, cries, and sings just like a madman. We were talking about this last night. It is a statement by Prahlad Maharaj in the fifth canto that we don't have to uh, separately or externally try to develop good qualities. They will automatically come when you're a devotee. When you act in terms of Krishna's instructions in Bhagavad Gita, that is when you will develop nice good qualities. All the qualities of the demigods. The demigods are demigods. They have nice qualities. So you'll get all those nice qualities by chanting. Because those qualities are the qualities of the soul in its pure state. The soul in its pure state. There's one sentence in Bhagavad Gita I love, Prabhupada said. The soul in its pure form is a devotee. That's so nice. That's what a devotee is. A soul in its pure form. So by nature, the soul has all good qualities. In the nectar of devotion, 50 out of Krishna's 64. All right? To a minute degree. All those qualities will automatically and naturally develop when you become a devotee. And how do you become a devotee? Start chanting. That's it. Just Start chanting. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So always remember that. If, you're, if you feel that you're lacking in this or you're lacking in that, just try to chant better. Just spend more time concentrating and chanting nicely, you'll get it. Text number 80. I saw that I had become mad by chanting the holy name. And I immediately submitted this at the lotus feet of my spiritual master. This is significant. As Prabhupada will point out in the purport. But this is significant. I immediately submitted this at the lotus feet of my spiritual master. Purport. 
Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as an ideal teacher, shows us how a disciple should deal with his spiritual master. Whenever there is doubt regarding any point, he should refer the matter to his spiritual master for clarification. So that sentence for me is in bold, italics, neon lights. That sentence should be on every signboard. Whenever there is doubt regarding any point, he should refer the matter to his spiritual master for clarification. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that while chanting and dancing, he had developed the kind of mad ecstasy that is possible only for a liberated soul. Yet, even in his liberated position, he referred everything to his spiritual master whenever there were doubts. Thus, in any condition, even when liberated, we should never think ourselves independent of the spiritual master, but must refer to him as soon as there is some doubt regarding our progressive spiritual life. And as I say in many times, a word to the wise should be sufficient. All right, let's continue. Text number 81. So now Lord Chaitanya is telling Prakashananda what he said to his spiritual master at this point because he's relating the history. So this is what he said to Ishwarapuri. My dear Lord, what kind of mantra have you given me? I have become mad simply by chanting this Maha Mantra. How to understand it? Suppose you go to a doctor and the doctor prescribes a certain medicine. Then after you take the medicine, you develop all these symptoms. Are you going to speculate? What are you going to do? You'll go right back to, hey, doc, what are you doing here? What, what, what's going on? Right? That's, everybody will do that. You're not going to, especially if the symptoms are very unusual, you're not going to take a chance, right? You're not going to go on WebMD and figure it out for yourself. You're going to go back to that doctor. Hey, what is going on here? So the same way, your spiritual master is your spiritual doctor. That's how to understand. Purport. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu prays in his shikshastak. Yugaitam nimeshena chakshusha pravrishaitam shunyaitam jagat saravam Govinda Virdahename. So that's number seven of the eight Shikshastakam prayers. I hope you are all reciting them every day. I've said many times, please learn this Shikshastakam and recite it every day. Everything is there in Shikshastakam. So this is number seven. O Govinda, feeling your separation, I am considering a moment to be like 12 years or more. Lord Chaitanya gets this from the gopis the night of the rasa dance. They also felt like this. Tears are flowing from my eyes like torrents of rain. And I am feeling all vacant in the world in your absence. It is the aspiration of a devotee that while he chants the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, his eyes will fill with tears, his voice falter, and his heart throb. These are good signs 
enchanting the holy name of the Lord. In ecstasy, one should feel the entire world to be vacant without the presence of Govinda. This is a sign of separation from Govinda. In material life, we are all separated from Govinda and are absorbed in material sense gratification. That is a very, very important sentence. That's it. In material life, we are separated from Govinda and absorbed in material sense gratification. That's, that's intoxication right there. That's the real intoxicated state. That is why when you uh, become an initiated devotee, you vow no intoxication. Why? You're already intoxicated with material sense gratification. Now you want to add more intoxication on top? No. You have to be at least willing no alcohol, drugs, like that. Now we can begin to work on the sense gratification, intoxication that you normally have. All right, let's continue. Therefore, when one comes to his senses on the spiritual platform, he becomes so eager to meet Govinda that without Govinda, the entire world becomes a vacant place. Text number 82. Lord Chaitanya is again revealing to his spiritual master what has happened. Chanting the holy name in ecstasy causes me to dance, laugh, and cry. When my spiritual master heard all this, he smiled and then began to speak. In Bhagavad Gita, after Arjuna finished complaining in chapter 1, Govinda also smiled upon Arjuna. Prahasan Eva Bharata. Purport. When a disciple very perfectly makes progress in spiritual life, this gladdens the spiritual master, who then also smiles in ecstasy, thinking, how successful my disciple is has come. He feels so glad that he smiles as he enjoys the progress of the disciple. Just as a smiling parent enjoys the activities of a child who is trying to stand up or crawl perfectly. Text 83. So now, this is now Ishwarapuri responding to Lord Chaitanya. This is the flow of the conversation. Lord Chaitanya is explaining to, to Prakashananda Saraswati. Now the discussion is, Ishwara Puri is now going to respond to what Lord Chaitanya said. So here's Ishwara Puri. It is the nature of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra that anyone who chants it immediately develops his loving ecstasy for Krishna. Operative word, anyone. Always keep that in mind. It's true for anyone. Immediately, immediately, 
You know, you've heard me tell the story how many umpteen times about a moga. And Lord Chaitanya told him on his deathbed, if you chant, Krishna will unfailingly give you his mercy. So here, immediately develops loving ecstasy. Purport. In this verse it is explained that one who chants the Hare Krishna mantra develops bhav, ecstasy, which is the point at which revelation begins. It is the preliminary stage in developing one's original love of God. That word is so significant. Original. Meaning, the, the context is, that is our normal, original state. Not this state. As Prabhupada says, we were with Krishna. Now we're here. In Placentia, or Walnut, or Yorba Linda, or Torrance, or wherever you may find yourself. But our original state is love of God. Lord Krishna mentions this bhava stage in Bhagavad Gita chapter 10, verse 8. Shall we do it together, boys and girls? Ahang sarvasya prabhavo matak sarvang pravartate iti matva bhajante mang buddha bhava samanvita. I am the source of all spiritual and material worlds. Everything emanates from me. The wise who know this perfectly engage in my devotional service and worship me with all their hearts. A neophyte disciple begins by hearing and chanting, associating with devotees and practicing the regulative principles. And thus he vanquishes all of his unwanted bad habits. In this way, he develops attachment for Krishna and cannot forget Krishna even for a moment. Bhava is the almost successful stage of spiritual life. A sincere student, orally, now this means through the ear, because there's another one, orally, which is through the mouth. But this is oral, through the ear. A sincere student orally receives the holy name from the spiritual master. And after being initiated, he follows the regulative principles given by the spiritual master. When the holy name is properly served in this way, automatically the spiritual nature of the holy name spreads. Now the key word served you have to see yourself not as the enjoyer of the holy name but as the servant once you see yourself as the servant of the holy name now you can easily chant but if you think of yourself as i'm trying to enjoy this then chanting will be difficult but if you see yourself as no i'm the servant of the holy name now you unlock the access code to the holy name. That's the key. When the holy name is properly served in this way, automatically 
the spiritual nature of the holy name spreads. In other words, the devotee becomes qualified in offenselessly chanting the holy name. When one is completely fit to chant the holy name in this way, he is eligible to make disciples all over the world, and he actually becomes Jagat Guru. Then the entire world, under his influence, begins to chant the holy names of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. Everybody? So we're up to 21 devotees online. Very good. So, here is a, how we can say, some argument. Who is qualified to accept disciples? Here it is. One who is completely fit to chant a holy name is eligible to make disciples. So what was that? That one becomes a servant of the holy name. Once you become a servant of the holy name, then it says the spiritual nature of the holy name spreads. You are qualified in offenselessly chanting. So you want to find that uh, guru who chants offenselessly. That's all. Find someone who's chanting offenselessly, who is a servant of the holy name. That's all you have to worry about. Is this person an offenseless chanter, and are they a servant of the holy name? If they are, look what Prabhupada said. He is eligible to make disciples all over the world. Then, the entire world, under his influence, begins to chant the holy names of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. Thus, all the disciples of such a spiritual master increase in attachment for Krishna, and therefore he sometimes cries, sometimes laughs, Sometimes dances and sometimes chants. So I saw Prabhupada, I saw him cry, I saw him laugh, I saw him dance in Mayapur, and I heard him chant. These symptoms are very prominently manifest in the body of a pure devotee. Sometimes when our students of the Krishna consciousness movement chant and dance, even in India, People are astonished to see how these foreigners have learned to chant and dance in this ecstatic fashion. As explained by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, however, actually this is not due to practice. For without extra endeavor, these symptoms become manifest in anyone who sincerely chants the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. Notice the word anyone. So anyone can be ecstatic by chanting. Simply a matter of doing it properly. Prabhupada continues, Many fools, not knowing the transcendental nature of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, sometimes impede out loudly chanting this mantra. Yet, one who is actually advanced in the fulfillment of chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra induces others to chant also. That's why you notice so many times in my lectures, whenever there's an opportunity, I try to get you to chant. 
So now I'm following this. One who is actually advanced in the fulfillment of chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra induces others to chant also. Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami explains, Krishna Shakti Bina Nahe Tara Pravartana. Actually, that statement was made by Vallabhacharya. In the previous class, wasn't Dwarkadish mentioning Vallabhacharya? Right? So this line, this appears later in the Anjalila. Vallabhacharya was praising Lord Chaitanya on the basis of this. Krishna Shakti Bina Nahe Tarpavartana. Vallabhacharya was saying to Lord Chaitanya, you must be empowered by Krishna. Because so many people are taking up the chanting. That's only possible for someone who's empowered by Krishna. That's what Vallabhacharya said to Lord Chaitanya. Which is absolutely true. So this line, Krishna Shakti, Vina Nahe Tar Parvata. Unless one receives special power of attorney from the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he cannot preach the glories of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. As devotees propagate the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, the general population of the entire world gets the opportunity to understand the glories of the Holy Name. While chanting and dancing or hearing the Holy Name of the Lord, one automatically remembers the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And because there is no difference between the Holy Name and Krishna, the chanter is immediately linked with Krishna. Thus connected, a devotee develops his, ah, where is that word again? Original attitude of service to the Lord. There it is again, folks. Original attitude of service. That is our original position. Servant of Krishna. Thus connected, a devotee develops his original attitude of service to the Lord. In this attitude of constantly serving Krishna, which is called Bhav, he always thinks of Krishna in many different ways. One who has attained this Bhava stage is no longer under the clutches of the illusory energy. When other spiritual ingredients such as trembling, perspiration, and tears are added to this Bhava stage, the devotee, the devotee gradually attains love of Krishna. Next paragraph. The holy name of Krishna is called the Maha Mantra. Other mantras mentioned in the Narada Pancharatra are known simply as mantras. But the chanting of the holy name of the Lord is called the Maha Mantra. So, let us continue. Religiosity, economic development, sense gratification, and liberation are known as the four goals of life. Look in the Bengali, you see the word Purusha Artha. Right? Achievement of the goal of life. And also in the Bengali, parama, highest. So these four 
religiosity, economic development, sense gratification, liberation. These are called purusharthas, the four goals of human life. So this is Ishwara Puri talking to Lord Chaitanya. Lord Chaitanya is retelling it to Parashananda. But before love of Godhead, the fifth and highest goal, these appear as insignificant as straw in the street. So this is what Lord Chaitanya learned at his initiation purport. While chanting the holy name of the Lord, one should not desire the material advancement represented by religiosity, economic development, sense gratification, and ultimately liberation from the material world. As stated by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the highest perfection in life is to develop one's love for Krishna. And here's the line. Prema Pumarata Mahan Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Matam Idam. When we compare love of Godhead with religiosity, economic development, sense gratification, and liberation, we can understand that these achievements may be desirable objectives for bubukshus, or those who desire to enjoy this material world, and mumukshus, or those who desire liberation from it. But they are very insignificant in the eyes of a pure devotee who has developed bhav, the preliminary stage of love of Godhead. Dharma, religiosity, artha, economic development, kama, sense gratification, and moksha, liberation, are the four principles of religion that pertain to the material world. Therefore, in the beginning of Srimad Bhagavatam, it is declared, Dharma Projitta Kaitavotra. So that's in the second verse of Bhagavatam. Cheating religious systems in terms of these four material principles are completely discarded from Srimad Bhagavatam. For Srimad Bhagavatam teaches only how to develop one's dormant love of Godhead. So now you see why Srimad Bhagavatam is so exalted. Because look, it says right at the beginning, any other kind of religion, materialistic religion, is rejected. That's why Srimad Bhagavatam is considered the crown jewel of all the Vedas. It's on this point. You're going to find in the world Hundreds and hundreds of materialistic religions which are only interested in these four Purusha Arthas. But Bhagavatam says in its second statement that this kind of thing is not going to be discussed. Prabhupada continues, the Bhagavad Gita is the preliminary study of the Srimad Bhagavatam. And therefore it ends with the words Sarva Dharman Mam Ekang Sharanang Vraja. Abandon all varieties of religion. So that's what Krishna is talking about. When Krishna says abandon all varieties of religion, he's talking about these materialistic cheating religions. 
That's what he's referring to. These, this purport is so nice. Prabhupada has put together here. So when Krishna says abandon all varieties of religion, that's what he's talking about. And just surrender to me. To adopt this means one should reject all kinds of religiosity, economic development, sense gratification, and liberation, and fully engage in the service of the Lord, which is transcendental to these four principles. And this is exactly what Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita. In chapter 8, in chapter 11, and in chapter 18, what does Krishna say? You want to know me? You want to understand me? You want to see me? Bhakti, bhakti, bhakti. Not Dharma, Artha, Kama, Moksha. That's not how you will know, see, or understand Krishna. It's only by bhakti. That's clear in Bhagavad Gita. I've read Bhagavad Gita. I'm reading it again. There is no leeway here. He's very clear on this point. Only by bhakti, devotional service. As I said, in 8th chapter, 11th chapter, 18th chapter. All right, let's continue. And fully engage in the service of the Lord, which is transcendental to these four principles. Here it is again. Love of Godhead is the original function of the spirit soul. Third time now, hammering this point. And it is as eternal as the soul and the supreme personality of Godhead. This is exactly what's taught in second chapter of Gita. Never was there a time when I did not exist, nor you, nor all these kings. That verse of Bhagavad Gita establishes that we always existed. Think about it. You always existed, not the you you see in the mirror. The real you that is beautiful. Not that you're not beautiful, but I look in the mirror, I go, ugh. The real you, the real me, we have yet to see. So, the original <coughs> love of Godhead is the original function of the spirit soul. And is as eternal. Eternal means no beginning, no middle, no end. That's eternal. Sanatan. No beginning, no middle, no end. It exists. This eternity, here it is. Hey, I didn't even know it was coming. What does Prabhupada say in the next sentence, Batuk? It's called Sanatan. Pretty good. When a devotee, ah, oh, here is that word revives notice that word revive you can't revive something that wasn't previously existing revive the, the, hey uh, Tanya what's the Spanish word for life viva right huh vida what's viva oh okay long live viva right or vida so, revive means it was there, was almost, right, when, when, when they come with the paddles, you know, the guys had a heart attack, and they come with the paddles, you know, boom, they're trying to revive him because he's almost at the point of death. Once he's dead, he ain't coming back. But they have those paddles 
or someone gives mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. means the person has got a slight chance there. Come on, let's get them back. Bring them back. Bring them back. Or you've seen the movie so many times, the soldier or the policeman was shot, and then the other, don't, don't give up. Hold on. The truck is coming. And the blood is pouring out. And they're telling him, hold on, look at me. Don't give up. Stay with me. Stay with me. So, that's revive. When a devotee revives his loving service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, it should be understood that he has been successful in achieving the desired goal of his life. At that time, everything is automatically done by the mercy of the Holy Name, and the devotee automatically advances in his spiritual progress. That's how Prabhupada could come to America and there was nothing to worry about. Alone. At the age of 70. I'm only 61. Prabhupada at the age of 70 came to America alone with 40 rupees. What? He knew. He knew. Everything is automatically done by the mercy of the Holy Name. There was that conversation he had with some ordinary worker. And there was no ISKCON yet. But Prabhupada was sitting on the park bench. Park bench. So this guy, I think his name was Reuben, he was asking Prabhupada, Oh yes, I have temples, I have disciples, I have books. And Prabhupada had nothing. Then after that same guy, he came to meet the devotees and he said, look, I knew this guy and he said it would happen. It did. It's on this basis. Everything is done by the mercy of the Holy Name. Now you can see why I like this chapter so much. Can you see how fired up I'm getting? Huh? I'm getting so jacked up. Because of this chapter. Let's continue. Who is speaking? Hmm? And who, who is he speaking to? But who is actually speaking this? Yes, very good. Very, very good. Yes. As we're up to 24. For a devotee, who has actually developed bhav, the pleasure derived from dharma, artha, kam, and moksha, appears like a drop in the presence of the sea. Text 86. The conclusion of all revealed scriptures is that one should awaken. Awaken means something was asleep. His dormant love of Godhead. You are greatly fortunate to have already done so. That's what Ishwara Puri is telling Lord Chaitanya. Text 87. It is a characteristic of love of God that by nature it induces transcendental symptoms in one's body and makes one more and more greedy to achieve the shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord. So... This kind of greed is good. There was a famous movie, Wall Street, 
And one of the key lines, greed is good. That's the whole premise of capitalism, greed. But we see what's happening in the world because of that greed. Bankers. We all know what's going on right now, don't we? Because of the bankers' greed and the big capitalist greed. Yeah, their greed is suffocating everyone around the world. But this kind of greed is good. This is transcendental greed. Greed to love God. That kind of greed, very good. Makes one more and more greedy to achieve the shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord. When one actually develops love of Godhead, he naturally sometimes cries, sometimes laughs, sometimes chants, and sometimes runs here and there, just like a madman, purport. In this connection, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Goswami says that sometimes persons who have no love of Godhead at all display ecstatic bodily symptoms. Artificially, they sometimes laugh, cry, and dance just like a madman. But this cannot help one progress in Krishna consciousness. Just like actors. Actors do that. Actors do that. They can display all kinds of emotions on the spot because they've practiced that. Rather, such artificial agitation of the body is to be given up when one naturally develops the necessary bodily symptoms. Actual blissful life manifested in genuine spiritual laughing, crying, and dancing is the symptom of real advancement in Krishna consciousness, which can be achieved by a person who always voluntarily engages in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. Voluntarily because Krishna does not force anyone. What did Krishna say at the end of Bhagavad Gita? Yateshasi tathakuru. No force. No force. So, doing devotional service is voluntary. That's what makes it so special to Krishna. If it's forced, it loses its value. But when it's voluntary, when it's spontaneous, then it becomes very, very special. Which can be achieved by a person who always voluntarily engages in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. If one who is not yet developed imitates such symptoms artificially, he creates chaos in the spiritual life of human society. So here, Bhakti Siddhanta is criticizing the Prakrita Sahajas. Because he was, that was one of his big preaching points, was to preach against the Prakrita Sahajas. Continuing, perspiration, trembling, standing on end of one's bodily hairs, tears, faltering voice, fading complexion, madness, melancholy, patience, pride, joy, and humility. 
These are the various natural symptoms of ecstatic love of Godhead, which causes a devotee to dance and float in an ocean of transcendental bliss while chanting the Hare Krishna mantra. Let's all chant it one time, everybody. So, um, these are the natural symptoms, right? It causes one to dance. So, these symptoms, we can look forward to this. Notice all these different things. This is when you know that you have achieved your goal of life. Let's look at the purport. What does Prabhupada say? Srila Jiva Goswami in his Preeti Sandarbha explains this stage of love of Godhead. Bhagavad Preeti Rupa Vrittir Mayadi Mayi Nabhavati King Tarihi Swarupa Shakyananda Rupa Yad Ananda Pradhina Sri Bhagavan Apiti Similarly, in the 69th text, he offers further explanation Tad evang pritir lakshinam chitta dravas tasya charoma harshadikam katanchid jatepi chitta drave roma harshadike var naced asha yashudhis tadapi na bhakte samyag avir bhava iti gyapitam asha yashudhir nama chanya tatparya parit yaga priti tatparyam cha ata evanimita Transcendental love of Godhead is not under the jurisdiction of the material energy, for it is the transcendental bliss and pleasure potency of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Since the Supreme Lord is also under the influence of transcendental bliss, when one comes in touch with such bliss in love of Godhead, One's heart melts, and the symptoms of this are standing of the hairs on end, etc. Sometimes a person thus melts and manifests these transcendental symptoms, yet at the same time is not well behaved in his personal transactions. This indicates that he has not yet reached complete perfection in devotional life. In other words, a devotee who dances in ecstasy, but after dancing and crying, appears to be attracted to material affairs, has not yet reached the perfection of devotional service, which is called ashaya shuddhi, or the perfection of existence. One who attains the perfection of existence is completely averse to material enjoyment and engrossed in transcendental love of Godhead. It is therefore to be concluded that the ecstatic symptoms of Ashaya Shuddhi are visible when a devotee's service has no material cause and is purely spiritual in nature. These are characteristics of transcendental love of Godhead as stated in Srimad Bhagavatam, 1st Canto, chapter 2, verse 6. Now, the 
context of this verse quoted is Sutta Goswami answering the six questions of the sages of Naimisharanya headed by Shaunaka Rishi in the beginning of the Bhagavatam. And this quote here is the definition of real religion. So if you want to chant with me, Sabai Pung Sang Parod Harmo Yato Bhaktir Adhok Sajay Ahaituki Apratihata Yayatma Suprasidati. In other words, a previous few paragraphs ago, the second verse of Bhagavatam was stated Dharma Projata Kayotavatra that it completely rejects all kinds of materialistic and cheating religion and is only dealing with pure love of God. Now, this verse, Adhoksaje, that is a name for God. Adhoksaje means that person who is beyond the range of your limited sense perception. Adhoksaja. Now, Parodharma, the supreme dharma. Remember, we study what did Krishna say in Bhagavad Gita? Saradharman Parityaja. Give up all this cheating materialistic religions. Just surrender to me. That's Parodharma. Ahaitiki Apratiyata. So, and notice the word Bhaktir. Huh? So that is Parodharma. Bhaktir Adhoksaje. Unto that person who is beyond the range of your material senses. That's God. Okay? And Ahoytiki Apratiyata. No cause and uninterrupted. What does it say in Bhagavad Gita chapter 14 verse 26? How do you become liberated? You do devotional service uninterrupted. So same thing. Causeless meaning there's no material motive. It's done out of love. And it's done without interruption. Not one day a week I go to church. No, this is 24-7, 365, lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. There's no end. And there's no, what's in it for me? Let's make a deal. No, it's on love. Here's how Prabhupada translates. That religion is best, which causes its followers to become ecstatic in love of God. That is unmotivated and free from material impediments. For this alone can completely satisfy the self. We heard last night the six symptoms of pure devotional service. One is that it gives immediate relief from all kinds of material distress. So same thing is being mentioned here. For this alone can completely satisfy the self. Is the self material? No, the self is spiritual. That's the first lesson of Bhagavad Gita, is it not? That's the first lesson you learn in Bhagavad Gita. You're not the body. You're not your mind. You're not material. You're spiritual. Aham Brahmasmi. So how does that Brahman, right? How does it become satisfied? Bye, Bhakti. We'll stop here. And hopefully...
Next week, I'll be in Vancouver, but hopefully on the 19th, we can have this class again, if you so desire. Thank you. Let's chant the holy name that we have been talking about. Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Hold on, we have a question online. So, we'll continue. This question online is, how does one become more and more greedy to achieve the shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord? How do you develop this intense greed? So the answer is, you have to ask for it. You have to hear and chant the more you hear and chant, the more you become purified, then you'll start to get this greed. Why? You'll get a taste. Once you get a taste, that alone will drive you mad. Why does an alcoholic become greedy for more liquor? Because he's got the taste. Whatever, whatever it is, whether someone, everybody has an addiction, whether it's sex or money or power, everybody has an addiction in this world. All right? Some people are addicted to power. Some people are addicted to controlling others. Some money, some sex, some eating. There's always some addiction going on. Some are addicted to knowledge. So, you have to, why do they have this addiction? Because they develop some taste. So, if you develop a taste for hearing and chanting, that will make you greedy. It takes, there's no question of how long it takes. Just get the taste. That's all. Cry out for it. Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Gobi Janna Vallabha Giri Varadhari Yashoda Nandana Prajajana Ranjana Yamuna Tira Vanachari Yamunati Ravana Tari Jaya Radha Madhava Punjabi Hari Gobi Janna Allava 
So you also can become greedy for the Holy Name by rendering service to the Holy Name. The more you render service to the Holy Name, that's how you'll get a taste for this greed. So go out and preach. The more you preach, you become a servant of the Holy Name and you will get a taste and you will become greedy. Just like I simply want to do this preaching 24-7-365 till I'm 108 and then in my next life continue. So just become a servant of the Holy Name and you will get this greed. Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Gobi Janna Vallava Giri Hari Yasodanangana Rajajana Ranjana Jamuna Tira Vanachari Jamuna Tira Vanachari Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.